Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. We are talking about covenant giving, part 4. Psalm 104 verse 21. It says, The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. In the first service, we spoke about the fact that the revelation to soul releases supernatural grace that releases supernatural abundance. And that flowing in the given covenant for the supernatural life is one of the clearest advantages you can give to your own life. To succeed here on earth. And in looking at that, we looked at Luke chapter 6 verse 38 that our harvest is a multiplier effect of the measure we give unto God. The scripture we just read tells us about young lions. And it said the young lion roar after their prey. If you have ever been to a wildlife before and you heard the roar of a lion, you will understand what the scripture is trying to say. That when you go to, some years ago I was in South Africa and I visited where they have a wildlife and I heard the lion were in cars that were cages and in the in the in the wildlife I heard a lion roar it was like the whole earth was shaking I've never heard any sound like that before very potent very powerful you know so I understood when the bible talks about the enemy being like a roaring lion you will freeze when you hear the roar of a lion. Now, the power of a lion to catch his prey or its prey is a function of many things. One of the things that makes a lion very fierce is the sound, the volume, the decibel that the lion releases when it roars, you know, towards a prey. And sometimes the lion actually will just see a number of um, candidates for meat and may not know which one to pursue. So it just releases its roar and some will freeze. Yes, it's a way that some freeze 
and then he just majestically walks to take them. Are you here? If you had the roar of a lion, you would not run. You just freeze. But the lion, regardless of the power of its sound, its roar, the Bible is saying that it still doesn't bang its trust in the potency of its roar. But the lion seeks its meat from God. That is to say that even though the lion has the capacity and could rely on that roar to get prey, to get meat, it still knows that regardless of the sound, the meat it gets to enjoy is a provision from God. Wow. I know how to do some things. But I also recognize that except the Lord brings me rabbit. The rabbit I scream on will not automatically end up in my soup. Even though rabbit must freeze. But there are some rabbits. The more you roar, the more they run. It's like the sound has now become a propeller for speed. So the lion knows that they, these ones have to freeze. I'm the king of the forest and all of that. But he says that he still seeks his meat. So as he's about to roar, he's still saying, God, when I roar, let somebody freeze. Oh. So the lion has that covenant relationship with God for God to bring him meat. And that's the revelation. The Bible says that the righteous is as bold as a lion. So, you and I, the thing that really brings us supernatural provision is God. Our, our relationship and, and, and revelation of our covenant with God. It brings us supernatural provision, like the meat of the lion. That it is, yes, our hard work and all of that matters and all, but it is God. It is what? Talk to me now. It is what? It's God who brings us our supernatural provision. And the lion understands that perfectly so that whilst they are pursuing their prey, they have this covenant prayerful heart that it is God that will give me the antelope for my soup. Psalm 78, verse 27 to 29. It's still talking about supernatural supplies. In Psalm 78, verse 27 to 29, it says that it's talking about God. It said, he rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp round about their habitations. So they did eat and were well filled 
for he gave them their own desire. So here we see God talking, the psalmist talking about when God was leading them from Egypt to the promised land. And he says that he rained manna, he rained flesh unto them, you know, and then he gave them their own desires. And so all of this is saying that because of the covenant God had with his people, he made provisions for them even in the wilderness on their journey. So one of the things the covenant will do is that the covenant causes us or guarantees our supernatural word supplies. That you are born again is not the simple reason why you will have supernatural provisions. You have to know how to operate God's system. God's system is what I'm calling the covenant. And like we have learned, and as you know, many believers suffer when there is supernatural provision available unto all of us. And it is one of the reasons why we have to learn about how to take from what the covenant gives us. Problem is that Many people in church are not interested in the covenant. We are interested in some commentary on social media. And you will see that life really doesn't run based on what people say. It runs on the pillars of principles that cause life to function. Now regardless of new theory... That comes and goes here and there. Life is life. And life has been running in a particular way. You see that some people who understand how to be rich naturally. For generations they have been rich. And they have trained generations to be rich after them. And you would think that that generational riches was automatic. For any member of the family, regardless of what they do, until somebody came and met huge sums of whatever there, and didn't know how the the predecessors were generating it, and blew it. They just blew it. So, even though the kingdom has provisions for us, the provision will not be chasing you. You need to know how to call for the provisions to come. And walking based on the covenant will make you appropriate the provision. And one of the things that releases supernatural help to every believer to receive what has been provided for is the culture of giving to God. Can you repeat it after me? The culture. You are not saying it, baby. The covenant lifestyle of giving. In the first service, we talked about the fact that you should give intrinsically and materially. Some things we give they are not material. You can't even see with your eye, your time. 
your dedication, your energy, your skill set for the work of God, your involvement in the things of God, they are all sacrificial giving. But also important is giving your material unto God. Because the kingdom runs on talent. The kingdom runs on what? And when the Bible talked about talent, it was talking about money. Yes. He gave, and it was even quantified. Some five, some two, some one. No church can ever do well when there are no financial resources on ground. You, you, maximum, you will only operate in your territory. But the goyi is not possible. It's not possible. You find out that for many of you, if you didn't have a transportation, you wouldn't be able to come here. To enter into certain territories, you really need transportation. Are you here now? And to reach a certain mass of people, multitude of people, you will need just more than your voice. You will need amplification. You will need some lighting. You will need transportation. You, you need a lot of things. And so, we can just be tickling ourselves in a small space. Thinking that this is just the kingdom. But the work is not just here. The work is also there. And if we don't have the resources, by the time we know, other people will take over the kingdoms of this world. Because they have the resources. That is why God is always happy with a man he has blessed. Who returns the glory to him by sowing into his work. So you see him talking out, talking to Cornelius. Are you here now? Come on now. That your almsgiving and your prayers, they have risen. God is very much aware that people are lovers of prayer. But not many people love giving. So you now join that your spirituality cannot only be assessed by the prayers you pray, but also by the material you release unto the kingdom. That's why it says that where your heart is, that is where your material will go. That there are many people who are praying to God and they are just consumers in the presence of God. And until you release your material unto God, we cannot tell of your spirituality and the genuineness of your heart. Towards the work of God. Are you here with me at all? Many people pray and hold their resources from God. That is, you have just come to collect. But God doesn't want you only to be a collector. He also wants you to be a giver. Praise the Lord. And the kingdom covenant giving will serve your destiny in a way that this, the systems of this world will not be able to serve you. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 to 6. Let's read the scripture. And then the, the, the rest of the preaching will come from there. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, look at the supernatural supplies that God gives us. How we tap into it. He said, cast thy bread upon the waters. For thou shalt find it after many days. 
Verse 2. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Hey. Verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Is it powerful? Verse 6 says what? In the morning sow thy seed. And in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper. Or which one shall prosper. Either this or that. Or both shall be alike good. Wow. Say wow. You got to say wow. It's powerful. So here. The question I want to throw out there is that knowing that God is a source of our supernatural supplies and the covenant gives us supernatural supplies, why do supernatural supplies vanish? Why do people who are candidate for supernatural provisions, why do they end up with nothing? Why is it that what God has given us Many end up with nothing. And the devil didn't take it. How come devil didn't take what is yours and you still didn't get it when it was released? That's a question we should answer. And in this scripture, the Lord is actually teaching us what his way is. And how he works. And in the verse number 5, even before I, I, I take you through, look at verse number 5. In the verse number 5, this is what the Bible said. He said, as thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit. Come on, somebody say the way of the Spirit. I can't hear you at all. Say the way of the Spirit. Nor how the bones do grow in the womb of a woman that is pregnant. He said, even so. Thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. That is to say that the ways of the spirit, they produce the capacity that gives the child of God the opportunity to tap into how God works in making all things. I'm just saying it again. Maybe the sentence was too long for you. I'm saying that when you know the ways of God, you are able to tap into the works of God that bring about everything. So there are people who know about the works of God. And so they have the product of God for a season. And when those products get finished, that's it. They don't know how to produce, reproduce it. 
It takes the people who understand the ways of God. The ways of God. Moses knew the ways of God. The people only knew the works of God. Works have to do with product. Ways have to do with processes, production, principles. Now, they say, you don't, te- you don't give somebody fish. You teach somebody how to get fish. Which one do you want? Talk to me. Why is your head stiff? Move your head. Be a good boxer. I'm asking you, do you want to know how to fish or do you want fish? Ways is how to fish. Works is fish. He's saying that your, your, your proficiency, if there's anywhere like that, but your ability to get your hands around the ways of God will determine how much you'll be able to tap from God when it comes to making things. God working for you, making things. So this whole chapter, a greater portion of it is talking about knowing the way of God, helping you to tap into how God works in creating testimonies. Of all things, not one particular thing, all things. How does God make all things? How does He? He said, you don't, you don't know the way of the Spirit and you don't also understand how He works. That's why I gave you the question. How come people see their divine supplies vanishing from their hands and their eyes? Because number one, you don't know the way of the spirit. And the way of the spirit is not the way your father taught you. The way of the spirit is not your workplace. The way of the spirit is the way of the spirit. And that will remain the way of the spirit forever. Technology come, technology go. The way of the spirit is the way of the spirit. We have moved from paper Bible, basically, to electronic Bible. But all of that is still not equal to memory of the scriptures. You still have to study to show yourself approved, regardless of the form it comes. Are you there? The way of the spirit is the way of the spirit. If you know the way, then you can tap into the works. And here when God is working, he says he's making all things. So for the one who is believing God for children, there is a way of the spirit that can make you tap into the work of God that makes children available to you supernaturally. The one looking for a job, there is a way of the spirit that can make you tap into how God works to give you an employment opportunity. The one who is doing his or her own business, there's a way of the spirit. There is a way of the spirit. The last car that was sown as a seed to this church this year was sown by one young brother here. All this why I thought that he was something, something. It's recently that he was telling me that he's a freight forwarder, import, export, plus his work he does somewhere and all of that. And he said that the time he was sowing that car to the church, Everything was not working. He said the wife was not working. Um, 
his old client, they were not bringing him job. Jobs that he had won, contract he had won, they took everything away from him. He just became a Mr. Nothing. New clients were not coming. Everything just ceased for a long time. So he had been praying, 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 praying. He's a head of one of the services intercessors. Head of prayer. Then he heard me preach a message. The thing moved the heart. He heard God talking to him. So he went and brought his car papers and sold it to the church. When he sold it to the church, less than one month, the wife got a job. You saw the wife standing here giving a testimony about two companies fighting over her. Just got a job and she didn't even know which one to choose. Then he said, his old clients started coming back. New contracts started coming to him. He said, Pastor, I'm just telling you how serious the matter was. They had to move from where the house they, they built, they rented it out. But when he moved in the way of the spirit, they have even started their second project. Building the house. And some few months ago, it was difficult for them even to take care of themselves. I'm just telling you that this one, your father doesn't teach you. This one is not based on family inheritance. It's knowing the way of the Lord. And he could have been the prayer band leader. If you like, call it prayer warrior. I don't know who made you a warrior. And you war and war into poverty full time. Because there's a way of the spirit. And you have to understand that way. When you and when he gave the car, he's been walking and taking commercial whatever taxi and blah blah blah. But he said, Pastor, I have now I have more than before. And I know he's going to buy a car higher than the one he gave. The way of the spirit, say the way of the spirit. There is a covenant given that will not allow the devil to shortchange your destiny. You see, people, you see, it's good to visit a gynecologist, but if you know the way of the spirit, you'll also operate something higher than the gynecologist. You will. Do you think it was coincidental that the wife got two jobs jamming up? I mean, these are big companies, not Bojo Bojo Company. And their business, the man's business has moved to the next level. It's not coincidental. You need to know the way of the spirit. Knowing the way, he plugged in and the works of God began. God started creating channels of business for the wife, for the man, and all of that, blah, blah, blah. You see, one of the things that is attacking the church is spirituality without a corresponding action of faith. That is, I like to come and lie on this altar and pray. I know people are me, but that's not entity. Like, and so what? It's, it's, it's powerful. It's like when somebody, when 
It's like when the, the air is always blowing, but you don't have nose to receive the air into your lungs, you will still die. So what God has released and the channel you can also create to receive what he has released, that is what brings life. So as for praying and telling God and seeking his face and all of that, that's fine. And I'm going to show you when the Bible says evil, this, that. What does it mean? When God started teaching me the scripture, so there is a way of God. That's why I'm teaching you covenant way of giving. It's one key way. Someone two says that it will not fail when you are believing God for the works of God, for the journey of your life. You are not married. One of the things to do is to, in covenant spirit to do something sacrificial materially as an expression of your faith spiritually to see the manifestations of how God makes all things testimonies in your life. That's it. Or else, and I know a lot of people, they are on their way to Ulcer. The church has become noisy, pa. Why is the place noisy? Please, I need some silence here. Can you talk to me now? <laughs> oh, boy. Some people don't understand. Why are you giving your money to church? Why are you giving your money to God? There is something called the way of the spirit, not the way of the pastor. It is the spirit's way. Not man. The spirit. Now, let's go through that scripture one by one. Verse 1. It said, cast your bread upon the waters. For thou shalt find it after many days. The bread that is sown or that is cast, the seed that is cast. Bread is for eating. You know? But it says that in anticipation for some evil that will come that you may not have solutions for. What you want to eat, so. And after many days, you will find it. Are you here with me? Come on now, talk to me. Are you sure you are here? Shala Belekosa. So, we, we find what we sow after many days. That means that the covenant is certain. The covenant works. He said, after many days, you will find it. Please talk to somebody. When you sow, after many days, you will find it. <laughs> In the first service, I explained that the it is not the seed. The it is based on your desire. Actually, the scripture said it. Look at the verse 6. Look at the verse 6. It says that, In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether, sh whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Next verse. He said, Truly, the light is sweet, and a pleasant thing it is, for the eyes to behold the sun. So you see that the it there, he said, you will find it. Nobody sows a seed and goes and collects seed. 
you sow a seed, you go and collect something that is a harvest. And normally the harvest is different from the seed you sowed. So, normally if, if it is not explained to you, think that it's like what you sowed is what you are going to find. Like if you give money, you are going to get money. No, it's way, way beyond that. Way, way beyond that. There's a way, because it is the way of the spirit, it's the same way the spirit also makes intercession for us. When you think I'm praying that my children should be intelligent, God is actually using that prayer to save your brother somewhere. That's the way of the spirit. He does what is appropriate. So you see that sometimes you just sow that with a particular direction, and God takes it to actually solve an important area of your life. And he will still come back to give you whatever your faith is asking for. That is why he says that after many days. After what? And it is this many days that makes a lot of people disappointed. Because you hear that when you sow. Oh boy. Angels are running. Chariots are running. I'm waiting for it. And sometimes the prophecy crowd will come in there. 48 hours. Literally 48 hours, you know. Has become 48 days. And nothing has happened. But the truth of the matter is that something has happened. It's just that whatever happened is not in your view. It's not in the view of what you were expecting. Even though so much is happening around you. And so he said, after many, just know that the covenant works. You see, and it's great to know that this thing that I'm engaging works. That's, that's me. Faith works. So I don't think once I engage faith, I know it works. And I'm not looking at the evidence around because I know it works. If you have ever done a backyard um, garden before, you just have to do it knowing that it works. Just keep throwing the tomatoes at the back there. Two days you will not see anything. Just give yourself one week, two weeks. You see that something is springing up. It works. It works. And when you know it works, you are patient enough to receive whatever God can bring you. Because it works. Tell somebody, it works. I can't hear you. Tell somebody, the covenant works. Somebody say, why is it that I've sown on my child better, I've not given birth? You know, you need to know it works. Yes. You need to know it works. And after many days, you will have it. When a baby is born, they call it it, right? Whether boy or girl. It. The job is it. Everything is it. Nothing is given a proper pronoun until after a while. It will leave the eighth realm. The car is eight. Your health tempo is eight. Whatever you are believing God for is it. Say you saw there's a way that God will make you find it. May you find whatever you are looking for. That amen should be louder than it is now. So in verse 2. Saying that the covenant works, and he's telling us that which you saw, he now goes into portion and say, Give a portion to seven, and also to eight. 
For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Oh boy. <laughs> so here we see that give seven implies that cover every day with a seed for harvest in many days. Give a portion to seven. Cover every day, seven days in a week. You should actually have a lifestyle of giving on a regular basis, daily basis, not just sparse sowing, sparring sowing. You, you put here, you withhold. That's why he's saying that in the morning, so in the evening, don't withhold your hand. Morning and evening, and see one of the things when they were praying and they were seeking God for answers, and they used it as a covenant reference point was their evening sacrifice. Because mostly people would like to sow very early in the morning. Nobody goes to the farm in the night. But have you read the psalm that says that may the meditations of our heart be acceptable unto you? Are you here? Like what? The evening sacrifice. Very powerful. The evening sacrifice, normally when they have gone to the farms, they have gone to work their heart out. Some hunters have also gone to hunt. And then they come and there is a portion of the animal that belongs to God. They have to burn it on the altar for God. And it mostly coincides with their prayer time. So the evening sacrifice is a sacrifice around the prayer time also. So the, the two must rise together. The sacrifice and the prayer must rise together for the heavens to begin to respond. If you are here, say, I'm here. here. It's easy for people to sow in the morning, but not easy to give in the night. Hey! They say, in the evening, don't withhold your your hand. Well, what is in the evening? It's a very dark time. Everybody is insecure around the night. That's why you have security, baby. Some of you, the, 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 the company you work in, they even give you, the same way they give you dress allowance, they give you security allowance. Because they know you are already afraid. Is the preaching boring? <laughs> Normally what will help you will look like it's boring. But I'm still preaching it. It's the difference between boys and, and men. The difference between girls and women. But I'm preaching this thing. You are not a baby. You need to take some strong things here. Babies don't give. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the evening, the very delicate season. He said, if you are not careful, you would withhold your hand from sowing. Say, don't do that. Seven, give a portion to seven every day of the week. Ensure that you sow a seed for a harvest in many days. It's too powerful. Then he said, give a portion of eight. Hey, give a portion of eight. What is the significance of that? The supernatural realm operates on extra days. Say extra days extra day. So, I can comfortably say that there is an extra realm beyond the natural that I will call the eighth day. It's beyond the natural space. And this space and gear is a new beginning capacity. 
So you see that in the Bible, there are a couple of things that are alluded to the number eight. And they are spiritually significant. And these are very spiritual things. Luke eleven twenty six, the Bible said, demonic reinforcement is eight. And the effect is up or down. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirit more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. I'm saying that. The number eight. He said one demon you cast it out. It will go and bring seven more. That becomes eight. That's demonic reinforcement. The eight is a spiritual reinforcement. It's a supernatural reinforcement. When it's demonic, the last state will be worse. When it is on the side of God, the last state will be better than before. Is somebody here at all? I'm showing you the significance of the eighth portion. And we are talking about state, last state. Eight represents new beginning. Hey, new beginning. God rested on the seventh day. The eighth day became a new cycle of a new week. And that's when life started again. So, normally we talk about new beginning. Again, the covenant circumcision for a new baby is on the eighth day. And that's dedication to God's flow. Anything that is dedicated unto God for his flow. Especially when he came to a baby was on the eighth day. Leviticus chapter 12 verse 3. Watch it. Watch your portion of eight. <laughs> and in the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. So we know that the kids, the male bones that were born, they were circumcised on the eighth day. And that formed part of their dedication unto God. Are you here now? So you see that the thing that has the supernatural flow of God's provision, God's protection, preservation, must have that mystery of eight around it. It is that mystery that makes you know that God has entered into the matter and that matter is going to be another level. Are you here at all? That's, that's you operating in another year. Eight means a new beginning. You're operating in another year. So in that verse 2, it says that you give seven, you cover every day, you give eight, you are starting afresh. It's a new dimension. Now, he said the reason why you are doing this is in that same verse 2. I don't want to talk to for the scripture. He said, give a portion to seven and also to eight. Why? Why? Because you do not know what evil shall be upon the earth. That the giving in different portions is a kill. Is a kill. Is a kill. For the evil that is, is in the realm of the unknown. The evil that is in the future. Something that is ahead of you. You are not aware of. But the giving 
of portion to seven to eight. He says that because you don't know what lies ahead of you. So as you are doing this, you are securing your destiny for another round in the future. I'm preaching here. I'm telling you the reason why some people are provisioned but it vanishes. Because they have not secured. (laughs) They have not secured what is in the future. And to secure what is in the future, you need to be given. So this is the giving is insurance against the harshest form of evil dynamic the earth can permit into it. The earth can permit evil dynamics. The harshest form of it. He said, look at the scripture again. Because sometimes when we look at this, it says that you don't know. For thou knowest not what evil, what is not just evil. What evil is talking about? A unique kind of evil. And I'm going to show you that evil. Please, eh, when you see that anybody has made it. You can admire them. But you have to look deeper than what you are seeing on the surface. People have suffered though. And people have done things to come out of the hole. And if you don't know what they did to come out of the hole, you can keep admiring them forever. It's not going to happen in your life. You just be around, around it. And I'm preaching here. So the giving is insurance against the harshest form of evil dynamic that the earth can permit into it. And this is what has been said. He said that giving, this is what has been said over the years, that giving is a supernatural savings against emptiness and dry seasons in kingdom economics. This is what preaching has said over the years. That it's a supernatural savings against emptiness and dry seasons in the kingdom economics. But here, the giving here is an unseen and a supernatural platform. Or a standing plant already in the soil when the natural plant or platform collapses in the season of rain for abundance. I'm going to explain this more. We are not talking about giving our savings. The evil that the Bible is talking about here. Let's look at verse 3. He said, you don't know what kind of evil. Then he went to, and then he said that, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. True or false? Then he brought a colon. And he's saying that the rain comes for a purpose. It comes to help. But there can be an evil. And this is the evil. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. Look at someone say, oh boy. That's why I'm telling you that it has been preached some way. But look at the scripture. 
The next verse says something. For he that observeth the wind shall not sow. So it's now telling us that we should sow at all cost. But what evil is he talking about? The evil he's talking about is that when the rain comes, we know that we are expecting the rain to help us sow and enter into harvest. But here, the rain could come in a season when there is a natural plant which must be supported by the rain to bud and to bring harvest. But that system of the natural plant can collapse. So when a natural plant that will give you harvest collapses at the time of the rain, he's asking you the question, what will happen to your harvest? They say, where it collapsed, that's where it will be. That is, it will be what it is. Uh, even after the rain, it will be what it is. That it will never bring you fruit. So, the rain came to help you get harvest. But your education collapsed. Your job collapsed. During the time of great supernatural opportunity, you did not have any container to receive what the help from heaven was bringing. So when what naturally must accept what God has released for your prosperity fails as a system, he said you are in trouble. And that trouble will become the evil that you have not anticipated. And so when the land lacks the plant for the harvest, it says that what will now become your supernatural platform for the heavenly rain to bring you a harvest is a whole redesign, rearrangement where the portion of seven, the portion of eight, serves as a plant that receives the rain to give you some harvest. He said, that is what will save you the evil of the plant dying at the time when it should stand and receive the rain. Maybe you didn't understand. I can go over again. If I was a singer, I would say what? Taking it again, baby. Charlie? When the time for your, for your pregnancy comes and you are bleeding profusely, how do you get pregnant? The plant has collapsed. Either south or not. Hey! He said, and there, it, it is what it is. Regardless of how the clouds gathered and poured the rain, it is what it is. It is there, south or south, north or north. <laughs> That's, there is a logical excuse for why you should not make it. He said, when God releases this help, and you don't have the intellectual capacity. There is room for you to still prosper. You see, he's saying it is evil because the help has come and there is nothing to make the help have an impact in your life. Now, wow. brother, do you understand? 
So the portion of seven, the portion of eight, he said the purpose of it is, is to cure this evil. Where systems can collapse. But the giving now becomes God's system that gives you a platform that is like, the giving now becomes like a seed. Where when natural systems have collapsed, God still has a seed in the soil in your giving. I don't see that. It's on God's own garden, which is called the altar of God. Different from the ground where the plant has collapsed. A new ground has been elevated in the spirit for you. So whereas men think that, oh, they don't know that you have, you have deployed a covenant garden where the seed of seven and eight is in the, in the soil of God receiving the rain of God. So even though the natural plant will not blossom, you already have a supernatural garden where the, the seed of seven and eight is on. Are you here at all? And say that you don't know. Maybe the seven will work or the eight will work or both will work. That's why the sower doesn't know evil. Yeah. The sower doesn't know evil. A woman gave to the prophet. Oh, drought came. Took everything away. She came back, everybody had lost everything. She came back and what she lost, because she was a sower, she was a giver, the king restored everything to her. So when everything fails there, that is the evil. You see, the economy has failed. Hey! So if you don't have a portion of seven, a portion of eight, when the economy has collapsed, you will see that you will be following the the austerity in the economy. You will be following the, the dire, dire, the painful experience of the economy because you don't have anything supernatural working for you. And that's what happens. When, that is an evil. Many people are encountering this evil because when you got whatever you got, all you did was to sow it naturally like the plant that collapsed on the field. You bought your dress, you ate it, my children, my fees, my dad, my dad, and you will never ever give yourself the opportunity. Yeah. 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 The people who are sowing, they are planting a different kind of garden. <laughs> are you here at all? And that garden, no evil can enter that garden. Yes. That's why you see some people, they are business growing. Anybody whose business is doing well in the market, either they are on the side of God or they are on the side of the devil. Natural forces don't make anybody prosper. If you don't know. Either they are one shrine they attend, or someone is attending on their behalf. Or, they have a strong covenant with God. Ask them. If it is the devil they are serving, they may not tell you, but if it is God, they will tell you. You can't be a neutral because where the neutral people are, the plant has already fallen. And that's the evil. You see that the rain, you know, it washes to the gutter. Doesn't do anything for anybody. May God have mercy. That mercy, shout a better amen here. (laughs) Oh boy, I've taken time to explain this to you. You have to shout amen. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. So the mystery evil 
that was spoken about is when the much needed sea season of plenty rain meets falling plants instead of standing plants, thereby creating a lack of harvest or harvest capacity, even though heaven did their part. Is it clear? Now, when the heavenly supplies meet a dysfunctional system of the earth, the seeds we sow become the only living opportunity for the rains to facilitate germination into harvest. That's it. In verse 5, it's telling us that this is the way of the Spirit. This is the way of the Spirit. Verse 4 to 6 says that because of this, he that observed the wind shall not sow. And he that regarded the clouds shall not reap. So, when it has to do with sowing, don't look around. And don't look at your situation. So, don't observe that, oh, Mikotia school fees. Oh, you see, that's how people eat their tithe. And their first fruit. Because they are observing the wind. Oh, I have a mortgage to pay. You're observing the wind. But you pay the mortgage. But you see, the atmosphere is bigger than the mortgage you are paying. And you see that we all fast and pray 30 days and God will pour the rain. But your plants are down. Hey! Your plants are down. Mortgage too can never make you prosper. That's why I say don't just observe. Don't observe. If you observe the wind, the boisterous nature of the wind, the economy, you will never sow. If you look at your need, you will not sow. But when, mostly so, eh, when your life is in counter direction to your desire. Yeah. When you feel like <laughs> this is not the time, that's the time. You got it? The woman said, the, the food we have, we are going to eat this one, we are going to die. The prophet said, bring it. You don't eat the last kobo kobo. You saw it. He said, you are coming to collect my last blow. Charlie, if I came to your house to do this, I will be in the news. Now the prophets, they have started entering the houses. Yeah. They are prophesying into our pocket. And mentioning what's in our bank account and saying, God says, bring it. Wow. But the church, we know, no. They don't do that. That is the reason why they were describing the poverty in the church as church mouse. Church rat. Because you cannot do based on the the way the church you know used to do. And experience the harvest from a new revelation. You receive the harvest of a new revelation by doing the, the demands that the new revelation is giving you. He said, don't sow by observing the wind. Yes. Hey. And if you look at the clouds, you will not harvest. Next verse, please. Because you don't know the way of the spirit. 
if you look at your situation now, everyone here, if you are really not a heavily dusted person, you know how much you have in the account. Some of you, as a matter of fact, when you came to church this morning, you have been praying that the way your account has gone red, you know. God, this week, you know, God should just make the balance come, become green. Why is your face like that? But this story is changing in Jesus' name. In this church, your pastor's also, and your pastor is not paid. So it's not like I'm sowing so that I'll go and collect from the back. No, not yet. Maybe in the future I'll be paid, but it has not happened yet. I'm sowing for me because in the sight of God, I'm not a pastor. In the sight of God, I'm a child of God. And there's no rule to you and me. Different rules, No. All of us are children of God. God is not partial. If I have to give to receive, you have to give to receive. I won't say because I'm a pastor, I will pray to receive. Don't you see that the Levites, they were given a tithe of tithe? That is, you are collecting the tithe, but you too, you pay tithe because you have a relationship with God. That's even under the law. So, don't let anybody be lying to you. The covenant of giving. The covenant of giving. Consistently giving. You have no idea. They say somebody's lungs have collapsed. Then they don't know how. Another supernatural lung will just produce life for the lung to come alive. He beats the medical people their mind because they don't understand there's another garden that is by the way of the spirit. They don't understand. And they are not supposed to understand because spiritual things are spiritually what? Designed. They say the eggs you are producing, they are not enough. Your whole system is confused. Confused based on medical assessment. But when God's garden is on ground, and the rain comes, you see that there is seed in the ground. That's why somebody get pregnant and the doctor is confused. He said, let's just observe. Let's just observe. They can only observe. You need to deploy your covenant. Do what? Deploy your covenant. Deploy it. Deploy it. Powerful. Is it powerful? Too powerful. You are young and it's a blessing that you are hearing the message now. Yes. So that you don't become old before you start your life. Start. It's a covenant. It's a culture and you should be building on it. Building on it. Building on it. Are you here? Come on now. You see some of people who start um, farming. They go for 10 acres the next time he said they have gone for 100 acres. The next time they, they have gone for some hectares. Are you here? They don't go backwards. Oh. They want the farm to become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Build your covenant. 
Don't let people be lying to you. The people who lie to you that you are giving your money to church, blah, blah, blah. they have already entered the shrine. They have given their own there. Yes. They have already given. There is nobody who gives to God who will stop you from giving to God. It's only people who have a way of selling Jesus like Judas. Who try to stop you that don't give because they want to steal from you. Judas is already complaining that this woman is breaking the perfume at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible says that it's not just because he had love for the woman. No. He wanted the thing to be sold so that he would steal that money. That's right. People talking to you like that. Why are you giving to the kingdom? Why are you they are planning of stealing treasure. That gives you power. You see, this thing, when the woman did, Jesus said, forever and ever, like today I'm talking about it, let it be spoken. That's power to the woman. Generational power to the woman. Judas almost told this. Thank God that the woman didn't meet Judas before meeting Jesus. Because he would have, he would say, I'm the minister of finance. Jesus Christ, which is kind of about the girls. The girl crying the matter. And then Mary into his kind of open. Man, thank God. Thank God. Sometimes it's your husband that will be telling you that kind of a thing. Sometimes it's your wife that will be telling you that kind of a thing. And by the time you know you have robbed your own destiny, what do you need to What do you need to What do you need to I watch a comedy from Apororo. Say 5,000 naira. Say they are going to make one 5,000 naira note. Like 1,000 Ghana note. So he say, if your salary is 1,000 Ghana, your, your boss will just take one note and pay you. And then you go to the throttle station and then you took the throttle and then you pick pocket. Pick your pocket. But since it's only one, the whole salary is what? Gone. You see, when it is time for you to get on the mate, will now say, bring the money now. You put your hand here. Hey, it's not here. You put here. It's here. You say, the madness will start. You even start searching where there is no pocket. Your shoe and all of that. Then you now tell the mate, hold on. Then you get out of the car and you start rehearsing how you collected the money. You go back. Nami collect thousand Ghana from my boss. I walk to station. <laughs> ah, no. I collected thousand. <laughs> you see, the madness has started. I walk to station. You, you are trying to see where you lost the money. <laughs> you see that? He said, I collected thousand. <laughs> oh boy. Don't joke with God though. But you answer, Tiafa Things get missing. And when you give to God, He said, In many days you shall find. Many days. When everything collapses, your portion of seven, the portion to seven and portion to eight becomes your new garden that will receive the rain that comes from heaven. 
That's it's that's when Jesus said, "You go, you reap from where you have not sown." People don't understand some of the things. They they think we are going to whatever, but we have actually sown. We have actually sown. Seven years, eight years. He said, "Either the seven will work, or the eight will work, or both will work." But always try to cover the ground so that when the rains come, supernaturally. There will be a garden springing up. It's too powerful. If you are not a sower, a giver, when you're, you lose your job, that's how your life follows. Where it falleth, there it remaineth. But there's another year for people who have made investment in the spirit that's the way of the spirit and it works i just told you the story of the of the of the of the young man and many other people here some of you you are a spouse your your wife has been so seed or your husband has been so seed. you can't even tell why your family is prospering because if they were to negotiate with you before sowing the seed it will be a war It will be a war. And either your husband will could and go and sow on behalf. I'm sure when Abraham was going to give Isaac, eh, he didn't tell Sarah. Because that woman would have been a mad woman. One child, are you crazy? Which God? What are you talking about? Is God a killer? Stop this thing. Familiar spirit is telling you, it's your mind. You are being paranoid. So Abraham, when everybody was asleep, oh yeah, Away bus. Okay. Some things they don't negotiate. Especially when it's a covenant. You have to face God yourself. Because when you are in that ICU, eh, only you, you are. Everybody can be around you, including the doctors, but you are the only one the machines will be on. Yes. And you, there you need to you know, transact something with God on a personal ground, not on the grounds of your mother's prayer. It's you. What do you have? Where is your portion to seven and portion to eight? Where is it? Everybody can have a, a portion to seven and a portion to eight. New beginning, cover the space. New beginning, cover the space. New beginning, cover the space. New beginning. And you see the glory of God. Please, let's rise. Please. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 or 0204-916-168 Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministry